Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Podcast. I am your host, Michael Petropoulos, here alone bringing you the MLB trade deadline special. I am not in the studio, so I apologize for the lower quality here, but I am off to Europe in T-8 hours, so this was the only way I could get this out to you, and I felt like I had to do it, you know? So bear with me here. Uh, No intro from Johnny today, so I'm going all the way back to Manny Machado to start this off, working my way from there. Initial reaction to the MLB trade deadline special extravaganza. Here we go. Manny Machado to the Dodgers. Great move there by the Dodgers, getting a very potent bat in the middle of their lineup. We've seen him there a couple weeks now. Should help him. Uh, Indians get Brad Hand. This is a reason why I don't like drafting closers. People were taking Brad Hand in the 8th, ninth round. And now he loses all his value in save-only leagues because he is not the closer anymore. So, tough. Tough for him there. Francisco Mejia, I don't see him having an immediate impact. But if he does get called up, top 15 prospect. Great haul from San Diego. Someone to keep on your radar for sure. Yeris Familia heads to Oakland. Another guy who loses all his fantasy stock in save-only leagues. The Mets, their haul was absolutely atrocious. Don't even worry about who they got back. Britain to the Yankees, another guy that the Yankees, that, excuse me, that loses his save potential, uh, but should fit in nicely in the middle of the, in the middle innings for the Yankees. The Red Sox get Nathan Eovaldi. Nice move here by the Red Sox. Uh, Eovaldi has a 3-3-5 ERA through his first eight starts, which has been pretty spectacular for someone who's been out for almost two years. Super inconsistent, but he gets a nice win probability boost heading to the Red Sox. And if he could keep pitching, he's inconsistent, but if he could keep pitching to a 3-3-5 ERA, could be solid. Uh, I could see him as like a 4-5 or five starter in your on your fantasy team, hopefully more of a 5 starter. Race trade Matt Andrews to the Diamondbacks. Andrews has not been very fancy relevant this year, ERA over 4. He's not someone I'm looking at. Astros had Martin Maldonado. To sure up their backstop position with McCann out. Max Stassi is still there. So Maldonado is not someone to keep an eye on. Joaquim Soria, yet another closer, losing his value. Heading to the Brewers. Should work seventh inning there, probably. So Joaquim Soria loses out on his value. Yankees add J.A. Happ. Great deal here for the Yankees. J.A. Happ is actually dealing with the same mouth foot disease thing that Noah Syndergaard dealt with. So he is going to possibly miss his start on Saturday. Keep your eyes peeled for that. But Hap has been very solid the last couple of years, and he he only gets a boost moving to New York from Toronto. And he's actually had in 19 lifetime appearances against the Red Sox, a 2-9 ERA. 2-9-8 ERA. So, I mean, it's a great, great little... uh stretch there 18 starts is not something to snark at so very nice pickup by the Yankees uh the Blue Jays got Brandon Jury and Billy McKinney great haul there Brandon Jury's only 25 and has shown that he could be a solid MLB player and Brandon Billy McKinney is supposed to be a supposed to be a pretty solid prospect who could have a solid career he has an 836 OPS in AAA this year 23 years old nice pickup there both of them not sure if they will have immediate impacts this year, but someone to keep an eye on. 
race trade Johnny Venter to the Braves. This is not fancy relevant at all, but it is awesome because Johnny Venters was a stud for the Braves before going through multiple Tommy John surgeries. Worked his way back and showed perseverance coming back to the MLB for the Rays, and now he's going back to the Braves. Very cool. The Chicago Cubs trading for Cole Hamels. Cole Hamels is just not even near the same pitcher he was back when he was a stud for the Phillies. But he's still serviceable now and then. He has a 2.93 ERA on the road this year, so that's something that could get your hopes up if you're a Cole Hamels believer. Moving to Chicago, where he can now pitch in the NL, too, where he gets to face a pitcher every nine at-bats. Uh, he's not someone I'm targeting. Maybe have him as, like, a fifth, sixth pitcher on your team if you need him. But he does get a little bit of boost going to Chicago, where he should be able to get, get more wins. The Diamondbacks adding Eduardo Escobar. This was cool. Eduardo Escobar leads the MLB in doubles and was third in the AL in extra base hits and all now moving to the National League, where he gets to bat in the middle of a potent Diamondbacks lineup. The Humidor has has knocked down the Diamondbacks uh, field hitting recently, but should not affect Eduardo Escobar, really, in the least. But, yeah, he should be around Paul Goldschmidt and players of that sort, so it's definitely a nice little boost for Eduardo Escobar, in my opinion. The Phillies acquiring Asdrubal Cabrera for the Mets. Asdrubal Cabrera, uh, excuse me, the Mets received the number 10 Phillies prospect. Again, the Mets not getting a very great haul. There seems to be a trend here, I would say. But for now, Asdrubal Cabrera going to the Phillies is a very nice addition for the Phillies and a nice little boost for Asdrubal going to Citizens Bank Park, where he should basically be playing in an everyday role, a shortstop, second base, moving around. He's he's having one of the best years of his career. He has 18 home runs, slugging percentage at almost 500. So a nice haul here for the Phillies and a nice little, a nice not a big time boost, but a nice uh, tiny boost for his Dribble Cabrera owners. Whew, it's a lot of talking going on here, folks. Moving on, the Brewers landing Mike Mustakis. This was a nice one. Uh, Travis Shaw is moving to second base. Very interesting. They got rid of VR. So, Travis Shaw is moving to second base, and Mike Moustakis taking over at third. Moustakis is in the middle of a okay season. He started off very hot, but then he got hit a pretty, pretty cold stretch. But now going to Milwaukee, bolsters the lineup even further. I like it a lot. It should definitely help Moustakis going from Kansas City to Milwaukee. So, it's a nice boost. For Mike Moustakis owners, the Braves grab, grab Brad Brock from the Orioles. Yeah, not nothing too crazy there. The Astros trade for Roberto Osuna. Osuna is a terrible human being, so I don't want him on my fantasy team. Also, I don't know if he's going to close as of yet when he becomes eligible to pitch, but Hector Rondon has done an admirable job, so I wouldn't be rushing to pick up Osuna if you're okay with owning a terrible human on your team. <laughs> the Mariners get Zach Duke and Adam Warren, two guys to shore up their bullpen. The Yankees add Lance Lynn. This is a nice little move for the Yankees, but Lance Lynn has been pretty awful, pretty great, and pretty awful again. So it's tough to know what you're getting out of him in a place like Yankee Stadium as well, where... <clears throat> 
you could hit it 320 feet and end up with a home run. So, not, I mean, he has a better chance of getting wins, but it's not immediately something that makes you say, I need Lance Lynn. Tyler Austin heading to Minnesota. This is an interesting one because he could have an immediate impact if he starts playing every day for the Twins. So keep an eye on him. The Red Sox grab Ian Kinsler. This was nice. Second base is basically their only hole on that whole team. And now they get Ian Kinsler, who is obviously not prime time Ian Kinsler anymore. But this should definitely help his. <clears throat> excuse me. This should definitely help his outlook for the rest of the season, as he's going to the best team in baseball with the best. Quite possibly the best lineup in baseball. The Red Sox have just been absolutely ridiculously nice this year. The Pirates add Keone Kella. Yet another one bites the dust. The closers moving over to a different team. Only to pitch in the 7th or 8th inning. And in save-only leagues, losing all of their value. Keone Kella was 24 for 25 this year for the Rangers. Has been great. He was on my AL relief pitcher all-star team. But there he goes to the Pittsburgh Pirates, going to the NL, where he is not going to overtake Felipe Vasquez as the closer. So, sorry, Keone Kella owners. Braves add Adam Duvall. Duvall is batting under 210 this year, but he still has power. He always has. So let's see how that translates to Atlanta. Maybe he just needed a change of scenery, but he's not someone I'm immediately interested in. The Rays acquired Tommy Pham. This one. This one is just very, very interesting here because I don't know why the Cardinals traded Tommy Pham, first of all. He broke onto the scene last year, showed he could be a 2020 guy this year. He started off hot. He's been hot recently. He just had a, a prolonged cold stretch there for a bit, so I guess that scared the Cardinals off. But I think this is a really nice ad for the Rays. Tommy Pham, I don't think his stock changes too much going to Tampa from St. Louis, he's still a very solid player. He was almost playing at MVP level in 2017, so. And he's under team control through 2021, so. Definitely a nice move for the Rays for the immediate impact, fantasy wise. I wouldn't expect things to change too much for Fam. The Indians get Leonis Martin. This was an interesting one. It's it's tough to say if Martin is uh, going to play every day in Cleveland, so. That would not help his fantasy outlook, but he's someone to keep an eye on going to a stacked lineup as the Indians have. The D-backs bring in Brad Ziegler from the Marlins, and what are the odds Brad Ziegler will not be closing more than likely in Arizona, so you don't really need him on your team. The Phillies. Great move by the Phillies here. This is where it all started yesterday when I saw this. I was like, oh yeah, here we go. Well, actually it was Tommy Pham first, but this was the second one that got me super excited. Wilson Ramos heading to the Phillies from the Tampa Bay Rays, where he was basically the only potent bat in that lineup. He goes to the Phillies, Citizens Bank Park, one of the best hitters ballparks in the league, in the middle of one of the best catcher years of all catchers this year. And yeah, he's on the DL, but he'll be coming off shortly. And very excited for Wilson Ramos owners headed to the Philadelphia Phillies. The Dodgers bring in Brian Dozier. Awesome move here by the Dodgers. They're really going for it. This was interesting. They went for Machado and Dozier in a year where they lost Corey Seager to a season-ending injury. I guess they're really feeling the pressure and want this to be the year. We'll see how it plays out. There are a lot, a lot of great teams in the MLB this year. 
So Brian Dozier, this immediate impact for me gives him a slight boost from Minnesota to L.A. where he could bat around guys like Cody Bellinger now. Uh, he's always been a second-half guy. He started off slow this second half, but the move into a contending team in the middle of a hot lineup, I mean, this could really bolster Brian Dozier and get him back into being the Brian Dozier that we know from the last two years. So if I'm a Brian Dozier owner, I'm pretty excited about this. This trade here, this is a trade where I think is going to be under the radar, but could have the biggest fantasy impact. Braves getting Kevin Gaussman and Darren O'Day from the Orioles, but Kevin Gaussman is the key here because Kevin Gaussman has always been a solid pitcher, but pitching in Baltimore has not been able to get it fully together. Now moving to Atlanta, and I really think if Kevin Gaussman could put it together, he could be the third pitcher on your in your rotation for the rest of the year. I picked him up everywhere that I could when I saw the trade happen. I'm a big fan of Kevin Gaussman's prospects for the rest of the year. I really think this changes a lot of things for Kevin Gaussman's outlook. Very excited for Kevin Gaussman here. Diamondbacks get Jake Dykeman from the Rangers. Nothing crazy. Pirates, the Pittsburgh Pirates making a splash. They are going for it after going 15-4 and in their past 19 games, climbing back into the wild card race. Chris Archer to the Pirates. Chris Archer is someone that me and Jason are both not very fond of. No matter how many times he strikes out a batter, he always has a high ERA. He always has a bad win-loss record. Maybe the move to Pittsburgh is something that will help him. Maybe it's something that he needs. Only time will tell. But Chris Archer to the Pirates, obviously an immediate slight boost here. Honestly, I think it's a pretty solid boost going from the AL to the NL where he gets to face the pitcher every nine batters and getting more run support from the Pittsburgh Pirates. The other side of this deal, the Rays, getting Austin Meadows and Tyler Glasnow. Pretty solid haul for the Rays here for Chris Archer, who has never really been a great pitcher. Austin Meadows is someone this earlier this year who flashed speed and power potential, which is not easy to find nowadays. So if he's able to play every day now in Tampa Bay, he's definitely someone back on my radar. And Tyler Glasnow, he is just not, he was a top prospect, but he has just been not able to put it all together in his time in Pittsburgh. Maybe he just needed a change of scenery. If he is able to find his way into the Tampa rotation, and if he is able to rattle off a couple good starts, someone I'm definitely interested in possibly scooping up heading towards the end of the season. John Axford to the Dodgers, just to add some bullpen depth. And the Brewers adding Jonathan Scope. This is the last trade. Look at that. The last trade that I uh, that we have here. I went through these pretty quickly. But the Brewers adding Jonathan Scope. This was cool. This was a nice move by the Brewers. They are really going for it. They added Mike Moustakis and Scope. Jeez, now the Brewers. Their lineup is ridiculous. They have... Mustakis, Scope, uh, Christian Yelich, Eric Thames. I'm just I'm losing track of names because their lineup is going to be pretty ridiculous the rest of the year. They got rid of Jonathan VR, minor hindrance there. He hasn't been nearly as good as he was a few years ago in his breakout season. But Jonathan Scope has been absolutely 
sizzling since the second half started. He was the AL player of the week. Someone I highlighted last week in the MLB trade special for leagues for you guys to grab players prior to your trade deadlines. Jonathan Scope was someone that I uh, was saying to grab, so I hope you did because this gives him a nice little boost too going to the Brewers. The ballpark is not as quite as friendly, but he gets to bat in the middle of a ridiculously potent Brewers lineup. Should add to his runs, should add to his RBIs. Let's see if he could keep hitting for power the way he has the last couple of years. So, yeah, I think it's a little bit of a plus here for Jonathan Scope moving over to Milwaukee. And uh, that's about it. Those are all the trades that went down in this MLB trade deadline. It was a lot of fun going through all these trades. I went a bit quicker than I thought I would, but no complaints here. Um... Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. I'm going to Europe soon. I will be back soon. And thank you all very much for listening. Go check out last week's episode where I talked about players to trade for and to trade away. For you, not for the actual MLB teams, for you to go win that championship. Uh, We had Andy Singleton. That was a lot of fun in our most recent football episode. Check that out. And, uh, yeah, just going to keep getting more and more info thrown your way, fellas. So keep your ears open and your eyes peeled. Thank you guys for listening. I will talk to you guys soon. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.